Do you want to just do your bit on the show? I, no, dude. People are going to get mad if I do it. I feel like you've done way crazier. Okay. Uh, well, let me try. Let's give it a shot. For this For this opening, I'm comedian Chris D'Elia. Because that'll make it okay. <laughs> no like, it's one not knows. Like, it. Maybe no one knows how to say his name. Is it D- D'Elia? Like, D- D'Elia? You can't have these. You know, it's it's a little ridiculous. D'Elia? I don't know, man. It's, it's I mean, well... It's, D- Here's D- the thing, D- 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 Chris dialing his lawyer after I get done with this one. So check this out. I don't out. even know what this is about. My wife and Liz, I need you to respond to me oh, when I do this, I please. I'll 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 Venmo you. I don't know how to get people to do things. My wife is so young. How young is she? That she uh that that when I say oh my wife's on her period, I mean she's in third period fucking science class. <laughs> At high school. My wife is so young. How young is she? That when I met her, because, you know, she's into all these people today, are really into some kinky stuff. I was having sex with a woman, and she started crowning. And my wife came out of her vagina. All right, last one. <laughs> last one. My wife is so young. How young is she? Well, you know, she's into all these kind of fad diets they got all over the place today. Get this. She only drinks breast milk? This is awful. Oh, terrible. So we had to cut all that, but Liz actually just explained to me how she used to be a huge screamo head. Oh my god, this is all this is gaslighting. This is not at all. That was insane. Was it's too bad we lost the tape, but that's cr- <sighs> I didn't know you were instrumental in the crafting of the screamo brand. You know what? This is all a lie. However, mm-hmm. you know it's not true. a lie and what? I this is a great story that I shared with Brace not too long ago. I was almost in the Papa Roach video. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Yeah. Yeah, you were. <laughs> what prevented that? I think I couldn't get a ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wish you had for last resort. To be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they have other songs? I don't, I don't think, think they so. had other songs. No, that was. Yep. I, I tried to learn that song resort. when it came out. Yeah. That's gonna come around. You know, people are gonna be back into that again now. How they're oh, like yeah. unironically playing Crazy Train. No, I saw a music video of a guy who's like a like a is a musician now who's like trying to do like um it's like the swing revival but for uh for new metal it was insane it was like his really? song was a dir- yeah it was something something Aaron it was like it was god awful but it was like a rip off of like kid rock or something oh my god yeah, that's all going to happen it's yeah. all coming back mhm yeah. that's such a that's a very specific time you know yeah i i my it's it's just the iraq war yeah you should be able to huff gas legally Hello, everyone. I'm Liz. My name is Brace. We are joined, of course, by producer Young Chomsky, who is, uh, for some reason, playing. He's DJing on this song, but it's they don't play samples. He just goes like that was an instrument back then. 
It was oh, just yeah. a guy making scratching noises. He's the evolution of the dancing guy from the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Yeah. You know how they yeah. just had a guy in the band who danced? That was big in ska. Yeah. It's I know a guy cool. who was in like a pretty like medium-sized band. I think he listens to the show, and I think he just played tambourine, which respect to him. That's an instrument. I don't know about dance. I guess the body is an instrument. Yeah. Well, not mine. <laughs> Welcome to Truanon. Hello, everyone. Hi. We are. We have got a little classic uh, Truanon today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> you know what? We might see her in person real soon. Yes. Well, I, we'll get to that. I have a feeling the trial is going to be delayed now. It's a spiritual... Um, mm communion i have with the southern district of new york but i don't think it's i think it's going to be delayed the yeah, 2.7 we'll million it. number yeah well but but i want to start off by saying prince philip died um oh yeah yeah you were from, very uh, upset about this I, it was one of the worst i self-harmed i'll be honest with you i self-harmed by eating british food <laughs> terrible Stop the comedian bit. Uh huh. You like I don't that think it's one? Out. I was no. eating. I was eating a t uh, tomato that someone had cooked to make it gross. What? Yes. <laughs> no. It's like a tomato that they stewed in beef for three days, then covered in beans, mm. stuffed inside an egg, and then baked a pie out of it. Mm hmm. And then I got arrested in Vietnam with my friend Gary Glitter. <laughs> This is this okay. is my new. If you haven't caught on, that this is my new bit. I'm a pedophile so, comedian. <laughs> you've been okay. You've been trying to make this a bit for like it's, two years. It's really good because if you you can't get caught because what you're in the open. Oh, to catch a pedophile, you you have to become a pedophile. A pedophile. <laughs> exactly. This is all going to be used against you in a court of law. Just what? <laughs> How can, if you confess to something, it can't be used against you. That's called the Fifth Fucking Amendment. Anyways, Prince Philip died. <laughs> Of shame because he's reached a too old of an age. Uh, Meghan and, Markle killed Prince Philip mm -hmm, by uh, by uh, inspiring him to do his own TikTok dance. He threw out his hip and then died <laughs> of a broken hip. Uh, yeah, Britain looks like it's in mourning. Do you see these pictures of like you know they put up like on these digital billboards no, on the side I of the highway? Any photos? Oh, it's dystopian. Uh, they've got they've got these gray British skies, and everyone's all fucked up on you know huffing gas, and just pictures of Prince Philip like uniform on the side of these highways. <laughs> Is it old Prince Philip? Of course, it's it old would Prince be great Philip. if it was the one <laughs> yeah, from the car. 60s Prince <laughs> Philip. <laughs> it's like have a safe drive. <laughs> He's um, like half dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I was looking up Prince Philip gaffes before we did this show. I mean, obviously, <laughs> everyone knows they're all fucking weird pieces of shit. Um, he said some crazy shit. He said some insane shit. In 1966, he said, although this is not that insane, he said, British women can't cook, which is just well, a really that's funny not really thing. A I know, but it's funny. The prince is saying this. I mean, give me a break. But yeah, he just, he seemed to have this like, um, very like patrician style like racism which is like oh yeah i was gonna say is also a very racist style oh yeah 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 <laughs> my and man he, style racist he also kept asking it appears women in like um uh non-white countries if they were women like he did it several times it, like so a woman would give him a present him a gift he's like thanks for the gift lady like you are a lady aren't you it's just like some woman in kenya <laughs> 
I, I don't I don't even know what you could attribute that to because that, that's like racist, I guess. But it's like that's like some weird, like warped um, National Geographic calipers, rich old British guy brain. That's stuff. fucking insane. He fucked yeah. the queen. A couple times, at least. I mean, no one ever thinks about that, but like they probably, you know, had sex. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs to think about that. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, anyway, Prince. the point of that is saying, well, not only is he dead, but Prince Andrew kind of came out a little bit and you know, said a couple words. None of Wait, which... so what are the other crazy things he said? I mean, I have the list in front of me. Uh, it is on the Hindustan Times. Oh, did I lose it? I might have <laughs> lost it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Prince Philip's. <laughs> this is pretty good. Prince Philip's uh, biggest. Oh, ad blocker detected. Fuck off. Oh, now it's playing music in my ears. Oh, Craig, now I can't see it. Oh, Cut all that. No, uh, keep it in. I like the people pe- to. <laughs> they can see what I. So, so here's with. some of the ones I just remember off the top of my head because I can't scroll fast enough. Uh, at one point in like the 90s, there was a 13 year old boy who told him he wanted to be an astronaut. Prince Philip said he couldn't because he was too fat. <laughs> which seems. That's mean. Yeah, which seems. Uh, Seems like a cruel thing to say. He also at one point told a, a group of a British students in Beijing that they better not stay too long because then they get slitty slatty eyed. Oh my god. Which uh Prince Philip go on come town. Yeah, that's uh, come on, give me a break. Buddy. Yeah, you can't yeah. that's insane. Uh but there are there are um he liked to say things about uh <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> At one point on the on the on the the deck of a yacht, the queen was talking to some officials for too long, and he tells her, "Yak yak yak, get a move on," which I think is very charming. Um, but yeah, he's he died of being um, very old, very old, <laughs> and uh, I feel like he died like it was like you know. There, I feel like this is like a cartoon trope where yeah. like you know. It's like something gets cracked and then it just like falls off in pieces like a broken lamp. Yeah, I, I see. Think that's yeah, how yeah. he died. He died of broken lampism. I didn't even look at how he died, but I assume it's because he caught like, you know, pre-malaria in like the 30s when he was scouting through the, some jungle somewhere. So in the show notes here, it says that Liz is saying that he died from getting the vaccine. <laughs> um, but there's a strike through through that. So we'll just we'll just move on. Oh, my God. Uh, so well, let's talk Ghislaine Maxwell, the hidden royal, as I like to call her. Mm. Uh, I actually don't like to call her that. Yeah. Um, she basically, she's got, she's got expanded charges coming against her. You know, they dropped the sex trafficking charges. And by dropped, I mean added, which is the yeah, opposite yeah. of the word dropped. <laughs> uh, they added sex trafficking charges. New charges dropped. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which take, uh, take place also during two, 2001 to 2004. So expanding the scope of what they're looking at, um, and uh, yeah, she's she's in trouble for sex trafficking conspiracy. Yeah, they added the the state added a couple new specific allegations. Um, there's a whole another victim they added. So you you know they they called that they're all um, anonymous, right? So there's three there's three accusers in the previous indictment. Uh, this one adds one, so minor victim four, and the state alleges that Maxwell met minor victim four when. The victim was approximately 14 years old and groomed them, that's the word the state uses, to, quote, engage in sexual acts with Epstein. 
Maxwell, Epstein, and, quote, other conspirators, interesting, sent the minor lingerie and gifts. They, uh, they're alleging that Epstein and Maxwell encouraged the 14-year-old to recruit other females um, to provide sexualized massages to Epstein, and that they were also uh, successful in that endeavor. They added a new charge of sex trafficking a minor uh, for with like an, the explicit reason of engaging in a commercial sex act with Jeffrey Epstein. That's new. Um, and all of this is related to conduct from the Palm Beach residents. So this is this person coming forward is actually someone who testified in the uh, Florida case in 2007. So it's a little unclear, at least to me, how the state plans on moving forward with this. If it's not like this should be covered by the non-prosecution agreement, right? Uh, one would think so, but I also have a feeling that they probably prepared pretty well for this. Like, I don't think that these are, I mean, I don't know. Th th this is th th that non-prosecution agreement was upheld. Uh, yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, but like, I don't know if it specifically maybe falls under it or they're using these other charges as a way to like get out from under it. I don't know. Yeah. It's very unclear. Um, I mean, they're very specific that the reason why they're adding this indictment is because, uh, you know, this person was not interested in testifying prior. And then after the arrest was made, came forward, even though they had testified and interviewed in the 2007 investigation. So maybe that's how they're trying to get around it. I'm like very, I don't know. It, it seems a little iffy to me. And in general, like, I don't know. I was reading some stuff where... There was this interesting um, blog post. Someone was going through some of the unsealed documents that are kind of like, you know, different, uh, you know, court memos, different defense memos that are being kind of slowly released. Um, and there was an unsealed motion that had to do with Gillian's, like, a recent uh, motion that was rejected for uh, release on bail. Yeah, yeah. She's and that three motion of them so far. What's up? She's had three of them so far, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like from, I think the most recent one, yeah. And it was it was sealed because it referenced documents that are still under seal, but now it's been unsealed, and perhaps now those documents will be unsealed? It's a little unclear. But this person pointed out a couple tidbits that I want to bring up. Um, in this memo, Maxwell's defense team states, Quote, the government concedes it cannot establish that either Miss Maxwell or Epstein ever caused or sought to cause accuser three to travel while she was a minor, that she was underage when she allegedly engaged in sex acts with Epstein. And they cite uh, a government memo from February 26th, 2021, but it's still under seal. So we don't know exactly what they're referencing, but that's a little bit troubling. Yeah, yeah, I'll say so. Yeah, the attorney continues saying that, again, this is Maxwell's attorney, that allegations cannot support the two conspiracies charged in the indictment, leaving the government with only two witnesses to prove the charges against Maxwell. Interesting. And then they follow that with, the government produced documents indicating that the government prosecutors misled a federal judge to obtain evidence against Ms. Maxwell. And that cites, again, a still sealed uh, memo from the government. That's a little worrying. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that'll play out, too. 
Yeah. I mean, it's 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 I it's hard to tell when I'm reading like legal documents how much of stuff is like comes from like lawyer bluster. You know what I mean? And how much right, so it right, actually right. fly in court? Like who knows? You know, I I mean, I probably some people do, but I certainly do not. Um because that Galen's team does seem to be trying to throw everything to the wall and see what sticks, which makes sense. I mean, that's a that's a it's a legal strategy, and in fact, life strategy I've employed my entire life. Yeah, it's t- it's tough. It's also tough when it's referencing memos that are still sealed, and I'm hoping that as those get unsealed, we'll be able to see. But if the government is, you know, admitting to what the prosecution suggests. That's very troubling concerning how strong of a case the government has against Maxwell. Yeah. So I do want to say that one thing I found out as I was reading through some of this stuff is that one of Ghislaine's lawyers is named Bobby Sternheim. Mm-hmm. Bobby spelled with an I. Oof. And I just want to say that is the most Ghislaine name. Like Ghislaine's haircut looks yes. like a bobby yes you know Absol- what i mean 100%. bobby sternheim 100%. that is 1998 manhattan top of the town upper west side i can't handle it it's so perfect so i, I have a feeling that this is all leading up to them trying to delay the trial yes they've said that they are not interested they've they've kind of indicated oh no we're not going to try and delay the trial but it seems also that they are definitely going to file motions very soon to delay the trial yeah to be clear the trial is set for july 12th in the big apple manhattan new york city home of 9 11 i must just called it da baby da baby exactly that's gonna be new thing that i call new york da baby the home of uh, writers of blogs, of Teen Vogue uh, editors. And, and Mayor Andrew Yang. Exactly. The brain trust of America, they call it. The new the, uh, did, Los did Alamos. Did he like, give away his dog? What was the story there? He should just adopt Biden's crazy dog. Uh, it appears he has. He's trained them to kill homeless people, which is going to be a new sort of <laughs> It's one step up from Giuliani's program. He's trying to fit in. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, they, so they are, they are, they are trying to, I believe, lead up to delaying the trial. I mean, that's obviously they're saying the opposite of that, but I don't trust them. But Ghislaine is going to court for the first time towards the end of this month in person. Yes. Not Zoom. Not Zoom. In person. Which is curious. So she has actually not met her lawyers once in person during all of this. She's only communicated with them, uh, you know, via Zoom and telephone, et cetera. So this is going to be a little, uh, maybe she's excited. I don't know. A little icebreaker. A little like, oh my God, I didn't know you were so tall. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, is that a Bobby haircut? That's fantastic. Um, (laughs) But I'm I'm wondering uh, if the actual trial itself will be in person i'm really hoping it will be i have no idea actually i have a feeling that by july it will be mm-hmm. but it all depends most likely on vaccination and yeah. covid stuff um them her going there in person bodes well mm-hmm. i want to make a note we have not seen her a photo of her since no uh when august when she was arrested july i believe july yeah, we haven't seen a single photo of her. There's no like uh, booking photos or anything like that. No, like, we haven't seen anything. Don't know what. She, don't know what. Just going that on with one her. courtroom sketch. Um, 
Yeah, and so I am. Which, I'm very curious. It's way too much play. I'll be very happy to not see that sketch anymore. Exactly. Let's update the sketch. The only courtroom sketch I really like is the Weinstein naked one. Oh my but, god, the Tom Brady one. Uh, I'm not familiar, but oh, it's it's in the canon of best courtroom sketches. Tom Brady one, and just like in general, best artistic renderings. It's up there with the lady who painted. Oh over yeah, pieces. this is really good. Oh Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's a, really, really good. This is this is really. He's got devil horns in it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, a little bit. Yeah, he's got like devil horns in his hair. My friend Wynn is this courtroom. That's courtroom sketch artist for Halloween once. <laughs> How can you go? Is this like a blind guy? No, she's great. She's got great costume instinct. She's great. Well, so uh, switching tack a little bit to uh, to Ghislaine's private inside life, uh, there was much hay made the other week about how Ghislaine has been pissing and shitting out of her nether regions and then not flushing the goddamn toilet. I want to be clear here. Liz and I, being raised in California, are very familiar with the phrase, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. I I was made aware later in life that this this phrase had not actually traveled widely among all 50 states and in fact people thought it was weird that I don't flush the toilet after I pee. I think it's weird, Brace. I think you should do that. I I I don't do that. In I fact, you should. I don't flush the toilet. There's germs on the handle. <laughs> Safety first. Exactly. <laughs> So Ghislaine's whole thing, like basically everyone in jail's whole thing, is that she wants to get out on bail so she can prepare her defense. And the way that people like Ghislaine usually kind of go about this is a few different ways. One is the classic Belden method of faking sick. Mm. Um, and her doing that is – her version of doing that – I mean we saw that with Weinstein. Weinstein's, ver- Weinstein's version of this was one of the most tremendous oh my God. Ev- events of my entire life. I mean, the man went from like hobbling to a walker to I think he appeared in a wheelchair eventually. Um, I mean, few friends have an explanation for that. Yes. Well, I mean, of course, he couldn't get his injections. But uh, it's it's uh, Ghislaine is trying to do the same thing. Unfortunately, her her kind of case for this hinges on that. Like she's been losing weight and losing her hair. Um, Unfortunately for her, her weight is actually higher than it was when she came in. And uh, she does not appear to have lost any hair, although I'm very... She's doing the reverse hunger strike. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the whole thing. She doesn't like the food either, which, I mean, I don't blame her. The food's probably not too great. Yeah. I mean, she's in the Metropolitan Detention Center, which, of course, in Brooklyn, which, of course, home to also Alice and Mac, and I'm very curious to see hmm. if they've ever interacted. Uh, Takashi69, uh, who has, of course, been in the front of the pod, and Martin Shkreli, who has uh, been hanged in Washington, D.C. He's not there anymore. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, no, he's in the Huskow. Yeah, Shkreli's actually in prison, but he's so yeah. his former home. Um, so, you know, I have no doubt that, that that the conditions in this facility are not great. She makes it seem like she is in, uh, uh, you know, Buchenwald or something. I mean, she, you know, that she's talking about how they're, they're barging into her room and shining a light in her eyes every 15 minutes at night. To be clear, from the filings, we know that Ghislaine sleeps with a sleep mask which is very funny. 
Uh, but, uh, and so I'm not really sure how the flashlight could really affect her. Cause I mean, it's not like they're like going in and shining her light eyes, like a fucking, what the eye doctor or something. I mean, they're just kind of like flashing her seeing this, you know, she didn't fucking kill herself. Uh, but, uh, but she says that she can't get in a full night's sleep, that she hasn't gotten a full night's sleep since she's been in there. Um, and you know, her lawyers are basically using this to try to get a, her fourth bail attempt through and they keep adding more money and more conditions or whatever. Mm. She's not going to get bail. She's I not going to get bail. I will bail. say, I fully, be- I bet that it, I mean, I, you know, I bet she can't sleep. It's fucking jail. Yeah. She's in solitary. She can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I bet it's fucking brutal. Like, I don't know. It doesn't take a lot to convince me about the state of American prisons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, the practices I- of fucking, you know, the guards and stuff. I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's awful. I mean, she she appears to like be basically just given access to to her lawyers. I mean, she's mm. she's allowed some kind of Zoom conference for about five hours a day, video conference. Yeah. Uh, she's allowed access to the phones, etc. But uh, and some kind of exercise. It's unclear to me whether she actually gets to interact with other prisoners. Although I had read that she said she was counseling uh, suicidal prisoners, so maybe she is i don't know it's it's i if anyone in new york would like to get arrested on federal charges and mm. go to the uh the correction facility there or the detention, yeah, yeah. detention center um i'll give you a stipend of eight dollars a day into your commissary <laughs> so federal prosecutors were like shut the fuck up bitch and sent her <laughs> sent um sent sent a, a i believe a memo to the judge saying this lady is filthy they, uh, this is a co- <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 we have to just like pause for a second <laughs> yeah that's not a bit they literally are saying this they they literally say they said in addition uh the defendant frequently does not flush her toilet uh <laughs> after using it which causes her cell to smell and in addition the defendant has not cleaned her cell in some time causing the cell to become increasingly dirty mdc staff defected the, uh, directed the defendant to clean her cell in response to the smell and the dirtiness not as retaliation for complaining about a particular search because that is she's complaining about one search attempt that the uh, the guards you know a pat down on her which apparently they're all filmed with a camcorder mm. and i would very much like to see the film from those exactly it's kind of a bum fights type situation all right Pause for a second. Mm-hmm. A couple questions. Yes. Now, she doesn't really have, like, belongings with her. And there's not a lot of stuff coming in and out of that jail cell, right? No, no. How the fuck does the thing get dirty? Like, what's dirtying it? Just dust? Okay, I'll be real with you, Liz. I'm messy. I'll make no bones about it. I'm not a clean guy. I, I want to be, be precise about this. I'm not dirty. Dirty to me implies food waste. Yes. And I'm not I a agree. food waste guy. I no, don't you got eat. papers everywhere. I got papers everywhere. I got my documents. I got the books you, you piled up. I don't yeah. got, I'm not eating in bed off a fucking plate. I have some no goddamn. No carpet. No, well, <laughs> no carpet, <laughs> but I have smoked and, and I've in fact injected things I have found on the ground. So that is not I meant precisely now. correct. Yeah, me too. But it's not drugs, so it doesn't count as a relapse. I'm just, oh you know, I'm God. just injecting. It's performance enhancing. So, uh, but, but, you know, so I get like, you know, she probably has, you know, books, which we'll get to later. And so maybe they're scattered all over the place. I will say the piss in the toilet is rather gross because you're in the same room as it. <laughs> the whole thing is really gross. But what I'm just saying is in order for the cell to get like to smell and be dirty, the dirtiness, yeah. increasingly dirty. 
That implies not mess. Yes, yes, but a stench and filth. They're not and saying, we'll, oh, clean your room, it's messy. Well, you gotta organize your papers. It's getting messy. Why are there papers everywhere? Why do you have so many cords? What are all these things? Why do you keep these cords for a phone that hasn't been around in five years? Why do you have the charger exactly. for this? Why do you have, why, Brace, why do you have body armor? Why do you like, keep the box to the cell phone that you haven't used in five years? Why do you have the box? It's an empty box. What's the empty box for? Dude, what do you even need the floor plans to your former workplace for? Including all the emergency exits and stuff like that. Like, why do you even have this stuff? And what is this, thermite? <laughs> anyway, so he, uh, the, the, her team hits back with uh, something I think an incredible uh, piece of literature, I'll call it. Uh, letter to the judge saying, The government's letter provides the opportunity to flush out the persistent unsanitary conditions at the MDC. And you know cheeky, Bobby wrote that cheeky, one. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky Bobby. Which long predates Miss Maxwell's detention. In fact, Mrs. Maxwell, because she is married. This past weekend, there was a pervasive stench of sewage in Miss Maxwell's unit, necessitating guards to flush pipes by pouring water down open drains in an effort to trap and disperse gaseous emissions. As guards explained to Miss Maxwell, there are three drains in the day area, and when the plumbing system goes unused, gases escape from the drains and cause the stench. At times, the stench in Miss Maxwell's isolation cell has been overwhelming due to overflowing of toilets in the cell block above due to lack of privacy. I'm saying that the British way. Miss Maxwell refrains from using the toilet in the isolation cell and as directed... Wait, what? Due to lack of privacy, Miss Maxwell refrains from using the toilet in the isolation cell, and as directed by the guard, she flushes frequently to avoid plumbing problems. At times, the stench is apparent upon entering the visiting area. Of the many defense counsel who visit regularly, which is surprising because we have been told that that actually had, has never happened, that she's never had in-person visits, I challenge the government to identify anyone that would risk their health by drinking the tap water. Even the guards resort to drinking bottled water. So she's saying it's the pipes that are fucked up, but also that she does not use the toilet in her cell. Yeah, that's interesting. I will say the flourish on, mm. on this, incredible. incredible. You can tell this was written on a typewriter 86th riverside classic six mm -hmm. incredible bobby style for days from the law offices of bobby c sternheim right there uh i will say uh as a as a final little bit to this her father robert maxwell uh did enjoy pissing off of buildings onto crowded streets so is that true it is true yes he like got other like basis what do you mean enjoy him. why would you enjoy doing that it's uh, awful mm -hmm. It's it, listen. This podcast baby is going out to the internet, and people enjoy all sorts of fucked up, you know, horrible things out there. So, yeah, don't kink shame, Mister Maxwell. But that's not. We're not just leaving you stinking, you know, swimming around, swirling in the bubbling cauldron of uh, Galen's toilet. We are actually talking about the launch of a great new website and application called realgalane.com. Yeah, I have to say, when this happened, man, floored. Floored. I could not believe this. What a little gift. Well, let's, let's explain to them what the gift actually is. <laughs> Let me pull is. up the website, actually. It is. <laughs> so a few days ago, on April 9th, to be precise, uh, I, I, I came across a website... 
called realgalane.com linked to me by a twitter uh twitter account called i believe galane maxwell facts i gotta actually check and see see what the actual name is there's a couple of them that started by the family oh real galane at real galane at twitter um i'd seen the at real galane account before and i assumed that was like somebody trying to do a bit that just like or like you know play a straight bit or something i don't know it, i just didn't i couldn't believe that was like a real thing by her family but in fact it, it does appear that much like the free louis movement um there is a real galane movement <laughs> i i i don't like real galane is such a terrible like that being their catchphrase i don't like the name of their movement real galane it doesn't sound right Yes. Yeah. Well, what happened? Why not free Ghislaine or Ghislaine Innocent or the Ghislaine Innocence Project? Well, there is some Innocence Project material in here, but to get to the Twitter account, it appears to have started way back in early March. And the first tweet is we, and I wrote this in Comic Sans in the note to. I know. Why did you do this? So I just said to to make you annoyed at me um, because that is the only way I know how to communicate with women. So we know Ghislaine better than anyone. We are her family. It is our mission to shine light on the real Ghislaine, not the figure of fiction caricatured by the media. Hashtag uh, GMAXFIX and then hashtag FixMeta. So well, I want to point something out real quick. Mm. Notice the use of GMAX. I did notice the use of GMAX. Okay. Um, and which I thought was was her nickname, but it appears to be like a nickname of more recent vintage, as I found out her childhood mm. nickname from this website. And they have another tweet that says hashtag DYK, which I had to look up on Urban Dictionary. It says it means do you know or did you know? No one says si- that. This is not a thing that people say. Well, I, I you know it's crazy because I actually I cr- I click on the hashtag DYK all the time just to see to, to be informed of stuff I might not have known. Uh, DYK, our sister, is a kind and compassionate person. Dozens of letters of support affirming her kindness and generosity, honesty, and integrity have been sent to the court. I've read those letters, and they are mostly redacted. She has never been charged with any crime before. And then, of course, a repeat of the hashtags GMAXFacts and FactsMatter. So the Twitter account, there's not a lot else that you can glean from it. It's mostly links to um, you know, court listener documents or any sort of like uh, media that could be possibly construed as being friendly to Ghislaine. Uh, I will say there is a, um, a recent uh, post that came today, which is in response to Rusty Hardin Jr. I don't know who that is. Uh, seeking the identity of the alleged accusers of Deshaun Watson. We support the right to know. So they are on team Deshaun Watson. I don't really know who that is. I think he's a, fo- he's a football player who's been accused of rape. Yeah, he is. So uh, I guess they're expanding the the reach and, and really making a movement out of this. Because um, that's the whole thing is that they're saying we don't even know. I mean, everyone knows who the accusers are. But they're like, we're saying we don't know who the accusers are. And in fact, her lawyers are actually seeking an original copy of one of the accusers' diaries, um, which I doubt they will get. But uh, they also follow a guy named Jay Beecher. And this appears to be the only person who isn't like a BBC or like Sun journalist that they follow. Mm. Um, and I looked into this guy a little bit. It is difficult to really get his deal. And actually that's not true. It's very easy to get his deal. His deal is in fact one of the most easily attained things I've I've ever gotten in my life. Um but it's it's kind of hard for me to figure out where he comes from. He apparently uh kind of came into political prominence or not prominence. I should really qualify that. He apparently appeared 
in 2016 as a member of UKIP, which Liz, you used to be a card-carrying member of, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, me and, Ni and Nigel. You kept forever. <laughs> Liz dated Nigel Farage, actually, in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Uh, their stormy breakup is actually the genesis of this podcast. Uh, but he left the UKIP uh, after uh, accusing them of being racist and homophobic and I think even transphobic and sexist. Mm. So he really no. he, he hit him with the quad uh, and uh, and appears to have dedicated his life uh, to Such a brave a, stance to accuse you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, that. what? <laughs> like, this it's is like, sudden whoa, break don't say it? anything too crazy. Yeah. Make sure, you know, you don't want to start any unsubstantiated rumors. Calm down, bro. Well, of course, then he joined the Tories, which is, you know, as in repudiation of that. Oh, yeah, um, sure. But uh, he, he has a website called votewatch.com, which appears mm. to be... Uh, just like a, an aggregate website of like Afghan immigrant crimes and like and just like weird labor. salacious news stories about the labor party <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but his real passion seems to lie in proving that Ghislaine Maxwell is uh, innocent, <laughs> and he has produced at least one, and I think actually four. They'll only be able to find one, like eighty-page full-on, like document-style-ass documents. My dude's an ebook writer. He is an ebook writer, including one dedicated to proving that Virginia Jeffrey yeah. is a liar. Yeah, there's one also just about Jeffrey Epstein, and it says and includes autopsy photos. Maybe we should get a couple copies. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to, I think you can get them for free, so maybe I'll, well, I'll, I'll pop one off in the printer. I have a printer now, so things have been going really good for me. Look at you. Um, but yeah, he is a, uh, he he is essentially the only person that they interact with. I check their likes. They mostly just like his posts. And he has, in fact, his own website called The Maxwell Files, which appears to essentially be an addendum to the real, or to the, you know, real Ghislaine website. Uh, but where they can hit him with a little more like innuendo and stuff. You know, he calls Regina Jeffrey a child prostitute, blah, 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 like in a pejorative way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, he appears to be somehow in league with the real Ghislaine types. Which leads us to the actual real Ghislaine website itself, Liz. So it appears this was built on Wix.com, which I just did a take of saying that, and our producer interrupted to tell me, I believe it's Israeli. And I hmm. want to just point out that he said that, not me. Yeah, and that actually has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. And I don't care how big his fucking nose is or how curly and brown his fucking hair is. Or I think it's how, really interesting you would bring that up right now. I think that is that is nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I will say, you could tell it was built on one of those those kind of, you know, whatever, Squarespace, Shopify, whatever platforms, because <laughs> it has the, like, hipster yes. uh, branding. Like, it almost looks like it's going to, if it weren't for the <laughs> fantastic fantastic portrait of Miss Ghislaine Maxwell mm -hmm. that is sort of taking over the whole page. It does look like it's going to sell you like a prescription retinol product yeah, or some yeah. hymns, you know? Mm -hmm. are, um, are hymns? What are hymns? It's, it's like, it's like, um, no, it's like Viagra, but for young guys, which I mean, a little troubling why the young guys would need the Viagra, but I take thems. <laughs> They're for everybody. They're for everybody. 
So this opens with a Bobby. This is the most Bobby looking Ghislaine photo I've ever seen. Oh, it's good. It's real yeah. good. She looks powerful. She is in pa- classic girl boss power stance. Arms crossed. Pinstripe. Little little suit. Skirt suit, I'm assuming. Maybe a little pantsuit. Pantsuit nation here. Started Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, and it says, the we- this website has been developed and is maintained by brothers, sisters, family, and friends of Ghislaine Maxwell. The people who have known the real Ghislaine... All her life, not the fictional one-dimensional character created by the media. Now, as someone who, unfortunately, I've been told is now part of the media, I take issue with that because I think we've created a very two-dimensional character. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, this picture is literally two-dimensional. So unless they add VR support to this, I'm not really sure what they're going for here. Daniel Moynihan, New York's former senator, famously said, you are entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. So, always, by the way, one of two mentions of that. Daniel Moynihan on this yeah, website. Yeah, it's very weird. This site is dedicated to presenting factual information about Ghislaine, her present situation, and the case. Available on realghislaine.com is exclusive content, news, commentary, and useful resources. Okay, whatever. Um it's, you know, okay, so I get the, the family be involved. You know, they're going to do whatever to help their sister. They, what they've added to this website, though, I'm not sure qualifies as <laughs> helping, Help? no. helping your sister. I'm not Help. really sure who they think they're trying to convince here. No, although I did learn... First of all, we there are some new rare Ghislaine's that dropped. Oh, yeah, this, is, this has been a goldmine for rare Ghislaine's. Yeah. Uh, some new photos. There's one of her and her family. This is the I, I, you know, this is the first time that we've seen all the sisters together recently. Yeah. So there's actually a picture of them uh, all together in London in June 2019, which is about, I mean, who knows when in June it was, but Epstein was arrested on July 6th, 2019. So kind of right before the hammer dropped, and uh, and you know she's running. Running away from everybody. Uh, the the about Ghislaine section is okay. There's mostly you know stuff we know about here. You know her father, blah blah blah, dead brother. Um, you know she liked horses. But the thing that I was very surprised to learn is that in 1990, Ghislaine moved to the U.S. having been offered a small part in a movie filming in Los Angeles. Classic. Uh, I have not been able to figure out what movie that was. Well, it said she was offered. It didn't say mm-hmm. she did it. Uh, and, but that's that's in in uh, up until now, mostly what has been reported and what she herself has said is that she essentially moved to New York in '91, and that's like when she moved to America. This yeah. is new information. Uh, the next twenty years would see her develop a range of skills from becoming a helicopter pilot, yes. a banker, what? an EMT, huh. um, and a submersible pilot. Young is Chomsky, that British for head. submarine? That is a British, that is, well, I mean, it is a submersible. It's kind of interchangeable. In addition, during this period, Ghislaine had success with a number of startup businesses, none of which are mentioned. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about Terramar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there is an ad for Terramar, which um, I found highly offensive. It is a picture of a, a whale uh, with a bunch of cigarette butts. And it says, the fish are trying to quit cigarettes. Give them a hand and recycle your butts. Cigarette butts are plastic too. Now, I'm supposed to recycle cigs? 
That doesn't make any sense. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you Every time to just I fucking throw them away in the trash can. You fucking throw. No, you're supposed to fall. First of all, you're supposed to fall asleep while holding a lit one. Mm. Second of all, every time I have flicked one into a fucking open, open ass fucking uh, recycling bin, it's always filled with someone's like divorce papers, and the thing goes up in flames, and I get in a lot of trouble. So, if you continue reading on, there's some really good stuff in here. In the late summer of 2019, when the case against Jeffrey Epstein was public, with enormous regret, Ghislaine decided to close Terramar to protect supporters and corporate partners from the cancel culture and public opprobrium. Yes. Yes. So, we have, I didn't mention this before, but uh, Real Ghislaine's Twitter account follows Spiked Magazine. Mm. And so, I'm hoping for maybe a collab here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say, the stench of the IDW is all over this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine's one of her greatest passions is uh, living Marxism. Uh, one of, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so she is. she's also extremely grateful for the hundreds of beautiful and supportive letters from strangers, some of whom write her on a daily basis. Her spirit is strong and she remains undaunted. Hundreds of supporters? Here's the thing. If you're listening and you write Ghislaine Daily, hit the DMs. I'd like to talk to you. Hit the DMs. Yeah, I'm going to write her a letter. That's actually what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to write her a letter, see if she writes back. The real good stuff, though, is in the FAQs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's always where you got to go for the juice. Yeah. Um, now, frequently asked questions. Let's do just... A, for, okay, here. Also, Daniel Patrick Moynihan shows up here again. Mm-hmm. Not sure how he feels about his photo being on the realgalane.com slash facts it is the only photo of a person on the faqs by the way it is one of daniel patrick moynihan and a link to his wikipedia page who is gilane gilane is kind and compassionate Hmm. more than a dozen letters of support speaking to gilane's kindness generosity and affirming her honesty and integrity were submitted to the court from family and longtime friends in support of her bail application bail uh capitalized strangely First of all, that doesn't tell me anything about who she is. I, if I didn't know who Ghislaine Maxwell was, I wouldn't know anything. Yeah. Also, all the names are redacted, and like so are like half the letters. If you actually click the link. Um. So there's a bunch of very funny. You know, uh, what confinement is she facing? Has Ghislaine proposed a meaningful bill package? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. The probably the answer to that is yes. Uh, how you know it goes on, kind of discrediting the case. Um, you know, who are her accusers? And they make the point that we don't know who the accusers are. And, you know, this is in violation of their, of a U.S. citizen's right to confront their accusers, all this stuff. What books is Ghislaine reading in prison? So I, I looked up all of these books. <laughs> I don't know if this is a frequently asked question, by the way. Yeah. Well, there's links, there's Amazon links to this. And unfortunately, they're not affiliate links. So, uh, well, fortunately, I guess they are. So if you do buy one of these books for some god awful reason, um, you're not giving Ghislaine's defense fund any money. So the first one is Blue Latitudes by Tony Horowitz, which I was hoping would somehow be related to my uncle, David Horowitz. Uh, it is about Captain Cook's expeditions and calls him the first agent of globalization. It seems to be sort of just like a funny, jaunty like history of Captain mm. Cook. The next one is a biography of Joseph Pulitzer, who was, like her father, a Central European Jewish immigrant who had a big effect on mass media. Uh, the next one is Wait, Oregon- you just read that. From something right what no i can't imagine you saying had a big effect on mass media oh i don't know i know I, th- I, I think i just came up with that oh okay yeah i mean it's in the notes but i don't have quotes around it so i i, I must have come up with it <laughs> that's very cute 
the next one is Oregon Trail by Rinker Buck. Great name. I mean, cr- that sounds like the kind of guy I'd suck off in an Equinox shower. I'm at, I Rinker Buck. Rinker Buck. Let me ask you something. Is Equinox the is it a cruising spot? It's just really expensive gym, I think. Okay, in my head, Equinox I think all gyms is are cruising. I know, but Equinox specifically is like a place where you go to like hook up with guys. But I think I just made that up. Equinox is like if you were to go through the looking glass of the Nike running app. I don't think I would be comfortable there. It's there's a lot of black and like black spandex, I'd say. I go to rat gym. And like laser, I don't know, not laser, but like colored, like fluorescent yeah. lights. It's, it's like very vibes. You want a gym with vibes? Try Equinox. The gym I go to, it's in the sewers. And all you do is you lie in like an inch of green water and you lift rats. And you can't just lift them with your arms. Like you don't like, and sometimes there's pretty big rats too, but you actually have to lift them with your feet. So they balance rats on your feet and you're lifting all four limbs at the same time. It's called a rat lift. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you get really strong at it, you can also do this thing where you kind of pulse your abs mm-hmm. and then rats kind of crawl in between the crevices of your six pack. Do you stand on like the, the rat king, like a BOSU ball? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing is you you throw the rat king of a bunch of tango rats in a ball. You do throw that. You bounce that against the wall as well. So Rinker Buck is a journalist who took a trip down the Oregon Trail on a mule wagon in 2011, which does remind me that when I was a kid, uh, there was actually a guy who took a donkey train across the United States that my dad took me to introduce to. Uh, he was staying in a, uh, a a creek near my my parents. Wait, what's a donkey train? Like a train of donkeys, like a like a wagon train, but just oh. donkeys. Wait, yeah. wagon train? Those are two different things. Okay, fine. It was it was a. Uh, I think that's the correct terminology. He had a, the man had quite a few donkeys, which provided some sort of locomotion for him to get across the United States uh, and to this creek where my father introduced me to him. Uh, she's also reading a book called Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine by Gail Honeyman, which sounds fucking fake. Uh, that it sounds is, like an Oprah book with like exactly. balloons on the cover, and it's about like a 1920s like circus where everyone like you know there's you know we learned something about history or something. Wrong, oh you skeezy little sk. It is. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was talking to Eleanor Oliphant. She I was had a little bit of Eleanor in me. Okay, buddy. First of all, apologize. I'm sorry. Thank you. Second of all, I accept. Eleanor Oliphant is a British lady who is a little bit quirky. Is she That's, related to Timothy Oliphant? Uh, she is his cousin, but uh, <gasps> no, it's a it's a fictional character in the book. I don't know who Timothy oh, Oliphant is either. I thought that was the author. No, the author is Gail Honeyman, um, which is probably not how she prefer I pronounce it. But there, I'm sorry. Wasn't there a book about a circus and elephants? Uh, does the movie Dumbo? No. <laughs> I can like see anyway. I think that's what Oliphant is reminding me. Elephant and circus. Anyway, well, speaking of quirky British people, the next book is *The Churchill Factor* by Boris Johnson. Oh, so come she's on. reading a, a book. No one's book. reading that. Can you it's imagine incre- being like, "I'm going to read Boris Johnson's book"? His biography of Winston Churchill. No, I mean, what, I've, what I've, is what is Boris telling you? I bet he's a fine writer, but yeah, it's, I mean, what is he telling you that you couldn't learn from anybody else's thing? I don't know. You just want to read Bojo's words. How much more do you want to know about Churchill? So the final book she is reading here, and I've saved the best for last, is Black Swan by Nassim Taleb. Uh, Liz, a book that I know is very near and dear to your heart. 
Friend of the pod. Uh-huh. Uh, word is that, uh, that, that Ghislaine has been placed on suicide watch because she can't take her Lindy walks on Sundays. Oh, my God. How long have you been waiting to put that one out? Uh, since I read this on the website three days ago. <laughs> I have to say that they, they, they accidentally put Nicholas to lab. <laughs> Instead of Nassim? Yeah, which is, I, I think that's his middle name, but no one, I mean, he doesn't, no one calls him Nassim Nicholas to lab. Well, just... I do. Maybe he's a friend. Don't think doubtful, doubtful. So the uh, the the website seems to be, and in fact, a lot of this whole campaign seems to be led by Ian Maxwell. Although Isabel, at least, is is also active in it. Um, Ian Maxwell is sort of one of the more low key brothers. Uh, he worked for his father, uh, caught up in all the concurrent scandals that destroyed his like father's reputation, etc. Was put actually in charge of uh, Robert Maxwell's fortunes after his dad's death, and I think he was actually put in charge of like the Maxwell Media Group for like a day. Uh, arrested in 1992, formally charged with defrauding a bunch of people to you know just like his father to the tune of millions of dollars, and then later cleared. Anyways, the guy now has a think tank. Uh, it's very unclear what he actually does for money now. I'm sure you know he can figure. He's a businessman, but it appears that he's kind of just living off of you know his his father essentially. Yeah. Uh, but he has a think tank called Combating Jihadi Terrorism and Extremism, which he is a director of. So it appears to be a personal passion of his. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a bit dated, but... Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... it's. Anyways, um, they have been advising this podcast on sort of our foreign policy, and uh, we hope to have Ian on very shortly. But he is... Uh, there's there's a, a rare interview published with him uh, recently in The Telegraph, which is insane. It's really funny. He's like, he keeps, he keeps referring to, and the, even the writer makes note of it, keeps referring to Ghislaine's, um, like, her lockup as Kafka-esque. Mm-hmm. And then also as grotesque. Uh, which, by the way, I thought was low-key anti-Semitic to compare her to a bug. <laughs> but... Yeah, she, yeah, he is. Uh, she also calls Ghislaine. He also calls Ghislaine a patsy for Epstein. Mm, says I kind of think that's interesting. I do too. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. I wonder. I kind of wonder where he's going for that. Um, and I also learned the existence that he had written Merrick Garland a letter pleading for her release, which I'm sure he of read. All people. With, yeah, it's come on. Uh, yeah, we're not dealing with Bill Barr here. Yeah, um, Kavanaugh. He, you know, he's talking this, he says there's no, you know, evidence to corroborate the charges, you know, and he's seeking a fourth bail attempt. But he does mention the similarities, and this is why I think the Patsy things come in, comes in, mentions the similarities to Pro- Operation Midland, which uh, our British listeners will know, was a pedophile scandal that, uh, that, that sort of blew up in the UK and featured very prominently a false, maybe false, accuser of a high profile member of the military uh, who Ian was actually friends with. Um, and, uh, mm. and he says that once she beats her case, she is going to use her prominence as an activist. In fact, an abolition activist to help the hundreds of thousands of people in pretrial detention out on bail to get them out. No more. No, no, no. Yes. We also find out, which I think is one of the most important little tidbits, uh, that her, uh, Ghislaine's childhood nickname was Sprat. It's kind of awful nickname, no? Yeah. Well, what's when if we get in the courtroom, I'm yelling that out. Hey, Sprat, Sprat, I bring a message from your father. And then I, I won't have thought of something to say next. You know so what? I take it back. It's kind of cute. Sprat? Yeah, it's a cute nickname. Yeah. It sounds like a kind of like a character in like the Brave Little Toaster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 very childlike. 
Um, which I guess we are talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, so maybe not talk mm. right. Uh, there's a couple quotes uh, from him that I'll read to sort of end this out uh, from a different interview in the Sunday Times. He says, it says, initially, Ian tells me he never knew why his father named the yacht after his youngest child, but we speak again the next day, and having consulted his siblings, he says the reasons were practical. The obvious choices would have been to name the craft after his mother, Betty, but there were already a number of Lady Elizabeths, and duplications of yacht names is not allowed. There is no such rule, and I'm struck the siblings consider Maxwell's favoritism to be this damaging to their sister. So, yeah, there isn't a rule that you can't have the same boat name. That's insane. Well, uh, yeah. This is a quote from him, though. He says, Ghislaine is very clear that she believes he was murdered. I'm talking about, of course, Robert Maxwell. Mm. She is the only member of the family, to my knowledge, who holds that position, and she has never demurred from it. She has never expressed why she thinks this, because I disagree with her on the subject, and because she is immovable, we have stopped discussing it. So now remember, Ghislaine was the first on the scene mm-hmm. of the family, and pocketed and she a couple was of documents. The she was Robert's favorite, and they're very close. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe she knows. Maybe that they don't Ian know. needs to listen to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some videos of him on the Real Ghislaine website, and I suspect we'll be hearing more from this um, cretinous little fella shortly. I hope they start blogging. You know, after all that we've discussed today, if that is your takeaway, then you are mentally out of your fucking mind. No, I just think it would be great if we could see their like, you know, like don't don't pay. Oh, you hope don't... they start blogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said I have to start blogging. What? I thought that's what you said. That's why, why I said that. Why would I say that? I don't know. That's why I called you crazy. No, but I agree I with this. No, yeah, they no, need to I start want... blogging. Yeah, I want them to start blogging. They yeah. should they should live blog the trial. That would be fucking rad. I wonder if they'll go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, I hope they do. I would well, like to all, meet you. Yes, it all hinges on whether or not this trial gets pushed back and whether or not it happens in person. Mm-hmm. I will say there's one last thing on the website I want to bring up because I thought this was a charming little detail that they tried to force in there. This is in the FAQs. Does Ghislaine have any cellmates? Ghislaine has a new cellmate. While attempting to work on her discovery, Ghislaine saw atop her Bible next to her computer a large rodent that left off the table. So they're being cheeky that she is, there's a rat in her room. I'm sorry, Ghislaine Maxwell next to her Bible? Come on. That yeah, she's just got the Bible next to her. That's not in the reading section either. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't buy it. Wait, Liz, hot off the presses, it appears Ghislaine has died from long COVID. No, stop it. Okay, let's end this. <laughs> I'm Liz. My name is Brace. We are joined, of course, by producer Young Chomsky. And uh, the podcast is called Truanon, the long COVID story. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein.